to drink and smoke Take away the pain I like it. I just didn't, I didn't continue out of the car and I didn't play it again. I have other podcasts trying to catch up. Oh, on. I would love. Yeah, man. Gatsby's Mark's let him chill. Gatsby's chill. Let him do his thing. Oh, he's really cute. I For mean, a small dog, honestly. I'm come not on. crazy about small dogs. Not mad at that. Would you rather a big dog or small dog? Big. Thousand percent. Sorry. Uh, I love rather Gatsby. Rather a big dog. Rather a big dog? Yeah. I, I'm a big dog what about guy. You, Rick? I'm a I'm a medium sized dog guy. I want like a loyal ass protector dog. Like yeah, a big like husky like or something. Just or lab. Hey. Yeah, I think I'd want um, I'd probably want a, a, a like a, a shibu. In a shibu, Good what boy. are they called? Uh huh. That's what I would want. Yeah, I feel like that'd be a fun dog to have. Like you could run with it. You can also like chill with it. Was their first dog on the uh, on an episode this ever? Is, uh, this is too small <laughs> so for me. Gatsby, honestly, I said this already. But this is a very for a small dog, very cute. And like you so know, cute. small dogs can can look kind of like Gnarled. ratty or gnarly or whatever. Like. No, his face yeah. is cute as shit. Very nice dog. He, he looks like the uh, Land Before Time dog, you know? Just well, that was here. a good one. The wow, that's dog. a throwback. Doesn't he look like his face? He's yeah, got the vibe. Right. So cute. You know what I do love? Wiener dogs. I saw one at the park the other day. <laughs> They're just so funny. funny. I actually will agree with that. Like, I've been, I always thought they were, like, odd, and I've seen them more lately. I feel like they're popular. And I've seen them. They're kind of cute. They but apparently they don't have long lives. No, like because live. when you're... Like, look at them. Organs <laughs> are fucking stretched out for that long. <laughs> do, you, do you have a dog? No, but I have a uh, 23-year-old turtle. What? Actually? That is random. Yeah. Why? That I got for my fifth birthday. And like, you still have it with you. He's, he's still alive. Like, he's a big, small? He's like that. Oh, so a good size. 23 years. Crazy. That's, that's don't they live to like 60 or something? Yo, I remember my... Uh, my dad and I went to like <laughs> the pet store to get him food. Like, like maybe he was five years old and my dad like pulled the guy aside and was like, how long is this fucking thing going to live? <laughs> and the pet store guy was like, usually if they live past 10, they'll live past 50. Really? And he's 20, 22, 27 years with this thing. I have no, I don't know. Is it cool? Like, is it like, does it He's know cool you? He's cool as hell. You it I think so. But I think it's like, <laughs> dude. It like, can you ask him? I mean, well, it's. Well, I mean, like, does it like, if you walk to the front, will it like, will it like, is it like. Yes. Yes. But you know, also. the front of the glass of the, of the tank. But also it's like, it's actually exactly equivalent to if you did not leave this room for 23 years. So if you saw anyone fucking go by, you'd be stoked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but a turtle being stoked is like crawling so slow to the front. Like, how do you can how can you tell if it's stoked or not stoked? They have one speed. First slow. of all, he's a swimmer. Oh, is he? Okay. He's in. He's so like not like a land. He's, he's in a, a full tourist, tank of water. Oh, he's, he's, full oh he's just in a full tank of water with like a floating rock. So he just lives in water. It's yeah. twenty three years in a small tank of water. That's right. What do you That's do when you go on vacation? Give him to someone, or like, he can usually go like over a week. <laughs> so a weekend trip you're good he's a pretty easy he's an easy cat <laughs> <laughs> have you ever gotten bored having him like why do i need this or like are you just like no but guy? i will be wait what's his name his, his name him? is girl boy his name is jumpy funny you actually <laughs> what a name yo funny you mentioned that though because um he uh my brother one day we were like drunk and we were just like, I don't know, up north or something. And my brother just like was telling someone about Jumpy. And he Googled like the species of turtle just to like show a picture of what it looks like. And he's just like looking at his phone for a minute. I'm like, what? And he's like, Jumpy's a girl, dude. <laughs> I'm like, what? And um, 
anyway, so we've been raising Jumpy however they want to <laughs> identify. <laughs> you know? So Jumpy is whatever they're most comfortable as, but we, we support them <laughs> without question. Bro, you should yeah, get yeah. another you should get a male turtle in there and a female turtle in there, see what happens. I've read that I think they'll just kill each other. Is that Maybe true? that'll be or like. Will they re- try to reproduce? I don't think so. You ever seen videos of, tur- of turtles trying to like fuck, d- make those noises? They're s- oh, it's so funny. Those are turtles who have been around other turtles. Jumpy hasn't been around shit in twenty three years. It'd be hot. It'd be a, he, it, she would be hostile. It, something. She it would be gnarly. It could be gnarly. My, uh, my, you remember my cousins in Italy? Yes. They have uh, like I think six or seven tur- uh, turtles, but they're like actually decent size, like. They're almost the like ones p- of the restaurant. Yeah, in the back of the restaurant near the pool. They Why don't like, we go see those? I don't know. We were there at night. It was dark. No, it would have been sick having so big turtles. They're like this big, probably the size of like I don't know, like a footballish almost football basketball. I mean, that's not uh, but like they actually like fuck, <laughs> and it's the funniest thing ever. It's <laughs> like I've seen turtles fuck. That is bizarre. It's wild. So Gats- Gatsby's very chill, and I stopped petting him. He licked my hands like <clears throat> petting him. So cute. <laughs> Just hanging out. Did we start? Like, is yeah. this turtle yeah, business yeah, yeah, yeah. in there? This guy's like, man, we're fucking talking yeah, about my you know, turtle yeah, jumping. I'm like, this is gold. You better turn that shit on. <laughs> 70 maybe like 60% of our guests ask us, are, are we are, are on? Because we, we just kind of get it in. Well, I'm interested to see how it online starts. Because there was a lot of like... Well, usually we try and find the funny part. It's got to be a fade in. So somewhere around the turtle stories where we'll, we'll start it. Yeah, Danny finds the best clip and then like splices it. <laughs> Sometimes we just yeah, start. Yeah, yeah. It we all just depends. Go into it, you know. All right. Well, right. I'm glad we got that out there. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. No, but we always say it's like that's the fun part because like a lot of times we have musicians on and we don't end up talking about music till the very end. And like you see, like Dude, I'm about the manager it. or like like whoever set up the the podcast, they'll be sitting in the back like the new single, the new single. Like, don't <laughs> we're alone to today, about, baby. You, know, you the guys, show, the show is coming up next week. And uh, we're there, and it's like we're alone today, so we can talk about a turtle. Fucking <laughs> turtle he she's all we want. No problem. No, no. Obviously, we're gonna talk to music, and you have the new album or EP coming out. Yeah, yeah. Have a new EP coming out in uh, in like the next couple months. Yeah, so that's exciting. Super exciting. I'm like really in deep on it right now. I was actually just uh, up north um, for a week. Like, just took the week to really like dive deep into the music, and I had like such a wild roller coaster of ups and downs throughout the week which i think is probably healthy as an artist but like it surprised me like the first three days of of working on this stuff i was like this shit is unreal and then like the next three days i was like what are we doing like <laughs> what, what am i doing, am I doing am I with my whole life um and that's kind of how i left up north <laughs> And then I, anyway, I played this festival over this last weekend. I came back today and I listened to what we did at the, at the cottage and I was like, okay, no, it's, it's pretty hot. Yeah. It's pretty hot. But I'm just like, that's just so artisty of me. And it was kind of rare. Like I had real low while I was up there, which was like interesting. I don't know. I don't, I don't really have a point other than to just well, say like, that is that it happened. low because like personal life or low because like the music? I, I don't know. I mean, we were also like subtly drunk the entire time. Yeah, that's usually what happens. Just cottage. like, you know we were working and we were making great shit and the whole time you're just like, you know, you're just sipping on a vodka soda like from, you know, 10 a.m. onwards while you're yeah, in the yeah, studio yeah. making stuff because it's just like beautiful, naturey, and it's just the vibe. But I don't know, like for a minute there, I like, I got in my own head. But we got out of it and uh, 
and I'm happy with the music. Don't take this like personally. It's, I'm just curious. Was it like this? My uh, my girlfriend and I kind of have this like expression for it when you kind of get in your head and second guess yourself. We call it loser syndrome when you kind of like sure. start overthinking like, wow, I don't deserve any of this or I'm not this good or whatever. Like everyone kind of goes through it at some point. Sure. Would you like, is that how you would quantify it or was it like the booze kind of just making you like, no, look, I, I don't think it was actually the booze. I think, uh, and I don't think it was like, I don't deserve stuff either. I think it was more so just like, you know, every new project has weight to it, right? You always want your next thing to be your best thing. So I think there's like a part, you know, at every project, there's like a phase of of just like some doubt of like, is this the best thing I've ever done? Because if it's not, then like we got a problem. And, and you know, like as things get more serious or like, you know, labels or whoever gets involved, like deadlines become a thing. And that's that's been a, a challenging um, part of the game for me, right? It's like, because if you start to have those doubts, it doesn't really matter if the shit's due in two weeks. Um, and that has been like a bit stressful. Um, but... Anyway, we, we got it together. We're back on track. I'm, I'm pretty confident and happy with how it's going. Um, there's some songs I'm really excited about. You know what's uh, funny? You mentioned that you were just casually drinking the whole time. Like for you, drinking while you're producing or making music, that's work for you. George, also, you drink when you like do work late at night. Yeah, I, I, I never understood like the, that kind of concept. I, let I don't it know be why. known. L- l- let me cl- let me clear You're not my, alcohol, Let me clear my name here. The only reason I said that it's like we went up to Muskoka and it was just like we were taking a little time to just like kick back, make the record because we, you know, like when we're in the city, it's like I'm I'm in the studio for a couple hours a day. Then I'll go do something like this. Then I gotta go play a show. Then I gotta like, you know, listen to something. Then I gotta go write for another artist. So it's like busy, busy, busy. And with deadlines and stuff coming up for the music, I needed to take like some just serious making the music time. And so we went up north and then we had a couple of drinkies. You know, it's not, yeah. I'm not tossing them back every day. Yeah, no, no, I, well, it's, it's, same, same thing. Yeah. yeah, I know, I, like what Ricky was, is alluding to um, is, if I, like not during working hours, but let's say I have a project I'm working on or something I just want to dive into and I just need to kind of like focus and block everything out, like I'll pour a glass of wine or I'll have a beer Negronis. or I make a Negroni or a scotch and I'll sit on my couch, put my laptop like on a pillow and on my lap and just fire away. And I like I haven't done it in a while. I, I feel like you did it a couple of weeks ago. But no, I, I did it. I hadn't done it in a while and I did it like maybe last Thursday or Friday. I had to, we're putting a new system in at work and like some some stuff, whatever. So and I'm, and I'm managing it. So I just like, I started like had sushi for dinner. I had a little bit of sake and I was like, I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of in the mood to work right now. So I kind of just sat on my computer. It was like seven o'clock. I didn't check my phone for like three hours and I looked at it. Couple glasses later, I'm like, oh, it's just ten o'clock, and I got most, like, almost I mean, all the stuff. I mean, and the bottle of sake's done. But, it, but it, I, how's the quality of work? Uh, terrific, honestly. Well, there you go. If I'm, if I'm being humbly honest. Yeah, no, I believe <laughs> but it. No, no, George, but, humbly honest. But no, no. No, it's, no, it's not like listen. It's not. I'm not doing ma- uh, you know long yeah, division I, algebra and solving you know sure. building neural link. But sure. I, like, <laughs> it's I'm just doing. It's just kind of not tedious work, but it's like data entry that kind yeah, of stuff, yeah. or just kind of being a little bit creative. Um, but I don't know if it's a thing uh, generally, but I remember when we had our startup, one of uh, either, a, I think it was our CTO, said that a lot of engineer computer engineers will do this. They'll have like a beer or mm-hmm. two other working. And there is, um, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Not an creative spectrum. Not an inverse, but like your productivity, if you have a little bit of alcohol, it kind of like maybe zones you in a little bit, loosens you up, lets you kind of flow. 
But at a certain point, you hit that inflection, and if you have too many, it boom, you're fucked. Goes downhill. Goes the opposite. Way. Well, maybe that was just the that was that was what happened to me in that one moment yeah. where I was just like, maybe I just had too much and got a bit sad about yeah, it yeah. all. <laughs> that happens, right? Like you kind of get to the point where you're, because I'll work and I'm like, okay, I'm good, I'm good, and then I'm getting a little bit. I'm trying to type, and I'm like, oh, these words aren't making as much sense, and then I'm like, I gotta put this laptop away because it goes off. Sure. Uh, but I, I think it's at least for me, I think it's a thing. And yeah, not, not for me. It, no. It's not a th- an often thing for me, but I you know, like for creatives, it's a big thing. I mean, yeah, not, but again, not, not for me. Like I, I, I r- <clears throat> almost never drink before a show ever. I know, like a lot of artists, like will like take a shot before a show. It's like to me, I don't know. Like I'm so comfortable performing and on stage. Like I don't really need anything to help or or. Th- for that matter, throw me off my game, you know, like, so you've never been nervous on stage? No, like nerve. I mean, of course, ne- never nervous on stage. Never. It's like the moment. Never before. in my life. Like, uh, 20 minutes before for sure. Like my, uh, I, I, I'm in the bathroom <laughs> 20 minutes before every scary performance for sure. Um, but that does not, that literally the second I get on stage is gone before I even sing a note that's it's always been that way um which is interesting comforting for me to know because like you know obviously the shows have gotten a little bigger which is amazing hopefully it continues to go that way but like in the last little while I've been more nervous than in the last than in the years prior because I'm just doing cooler shit um but yeah, no, it always seems to just like evaporate the second I'm out there you know that's that is interesting and I, I've had uh, somebody shared this with me like a long time ago and it's been in my mind ever since. Um, Cause like same way. So I used to DJ when I was younger and I would, you know, not big shows, but I'd get up and I'd be at the same thing. A little bit. George, arguably you played some big shows. Yeah. Like a thousand speaking, people or 2000 people is a big show. Yeah. Yeah. Like at Western, they were, they were big. Like even for like me, I'm not saying not trying to downplay them. They were cool. They were yeah. big, but not like they're my I'm fucking big, parties. Don't say they're not main stage, like, you know, uh, Coachella, but, um, What's interesting is I, w- I was kind of the same thing. Get a little bit nervous before. Like, and I wouldn't really drink before going on. I'd maybe have like a shot kind sure, of coming sure. down or whatever. Anyways, life goes on. Like not in that same uh, arena, if you will. But everything else, when you have a big deadline or something or a speech, presentation, whatever it is, you have those, I think most people have nerves or that anxiety, whatever beforehand, right? But that moment that it happens, it all like kind of dissipates, right? You kind of realize, oh, this is not as bad as I thought it would be. For sure. Or, or I, oh, I know what I'm doing, so I don't need to be. I, I and, think it's more of the latter for me. Right. Yeah. So it, I'm saying like for everyone, it's a little bit different. But what's interesting, and I, I think that, like I had this conversation with a lot of people recently, is that whatever the, whether you call it anxiety, fear, whatever it is, um, it's not like the fear and anxiety is not the actual thing you're going to do. Mm. It's your mind's perception of that, like of it, Kind of the, the imminent, up. yeah, the build up to it, right? So the actual, like, <clears throat> I just find that really interesting because if you like, I've had this thing with this project that I'm working on, coincidentally, that I'm like pushing, uh, that I was working on, that I was drinking, our company, like, I'm pushing it really fast, and people that are, you know, on our team are like, you gotta slow down, like, you know, we're gonna ha- hit this roadblock here and this roadblock here, and you know, you need a plan. I'm like, no, we don't. Like, it's gonna, why do we need a plan? That's gonna happen. It's either gonna happen or it's not gonna happen. Mm. It's not gonna change the outcome. Like, if I'm work, if we're working hard towards it, it shit could hit the fan. But why stress about it now? Sure. Why not just wait till the moment and worry about it? So, like, why not just forget about all that build up to that moment? Yeah. Kind of be a little naive, be a little oblivious, and you kind of won't have those nerves. I guess that, like, that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, it's interesting though. For me, it's it's literally like clockwork. Like, I actually find I'm like I'm not thinking. I, I'm I'm like I physically feel it in my stomach, and I'm like 
shit myself before every show (laughs) you know it's weird like i'm not even like actively being thinking about the show or nervous about it if it's like my body just knows which is just hilarious it's funny you say that when i was a kid before every hockey game right before like the when the zamboni was on so you're fully ready coach is speaking here it comes i always had the feeling i had to pee oh always and like when i was a kid I would literally undress my upper body so I can go and try and pee and nothing would come out. And I'm like, I don't have to fucking pee. I'm just nervous. That's some like... And then I'd like quickly get everything back on skate on the ice last minute. Some like... Psychological. Pavlov Yeah, I was shit. a kid, right? Yeah. I but, to, that's I, all, but that's also, again, like even like the gut feeling you get, that feeling you get, in theory, like it's your body knowing it, but there's something, yeah, that, yeah. Trigger, there's something that triggers it in your oh, mind yeah. that makes you think, you know, naturally everything, I think, oh, this is a, me be guessing at this, but I think everything starts from like the mind and dissipates out. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, it's still something that capacity. I'm not trying to be scientific and tell you guys how to like get rid of no, no. Just, I find it, it very interesting that like it's also, happens to a lot of people. It, it's also, it's, it's a uh, frequency like, and, and practice, like, you know, habit. it's habit. Like when I was on tour, um, the first three shows I had that feeling by the end of tour, like I was, I didn't have that feeling at all. Yeah. And that was just like, because I was just doing it every single night, you know, where it's like now, you know, if I, I'm not on, I'm not playing a show every night and then it's like, Oh, go play the Junos. It's like, okay, well hope there's a bathroom nearby 20 (laughs) minutes before. Cause that's where I'll be. Uh, you know, I want to stay on that tour topic, but I want to ask you each, when was the last time you got really nervous and why? And what did you do to stop the nerves? Well, my non-fun answer is just that like when I played, I think I, I played uh, Budweiser stage. I opened up for Walk Off the Earth. Um, I was like, I was nervous. I mean, I just had that feeling. But again, the second I walked on, it went away. So that's not a very fun answer to that question. Sure. But I will, uh, I'll continue to think about it. <laughs> George, the the only one that I can really think of is the first uh, when we first raised outside capital for cast. I think that first presentation, mm. which was weird because we pitched to my dad, my brother, and uh, Bobby, um. which I know them and, and I know I, they've heard me talk about it for two years. Uh, <clears throat> And we went over this presentation, I don't know how many times, and I was still nervous standing in front of them, like just pitching to them. And I knew they were not going to, well, more or less, they weren't going to say no to us, but <laughs> I was like, I could feel Mad your dad just gutted you? I mean, Sorry, Joe, shit idea. You might, you might. But uh, yeah, I, was, I remember being super nervous and like talking kind of quick. And I can always catch myself when, I, I'm, when I'm nervous. I talk fast all the time, but I can tell when I'm hyperspeed fast. Um, what I did after was realize like, as I was going on, I'm like, why am I like overthinking this? Why am I tr- like rushing through it? Like, I know this, this is like, something that we built. Like, I don't need to be nervous and it kind of dissipated. And then the rest of the presentations were all, were all super, super, super easy. Um, except for one, there was one afterwards. I remember, and you probably remember like I called you after and I said this one, I felt like I was nervous. For. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. that was me. How about you? Um, you know what? I'd probably say when we saw Jordan Heitzema. Well, last time I was like kind when of you were at the training. Game? Yeah, so we went, we did a podcast with TFC, and I don't get nervous often, right? Like sometimes I'm like, "Hey, what's the worst that happens?" Like, yeah, someone says no to you, or someone tells you to fuck off, or you look stupid, and nobody remembers this in a week. Like, who cares? Sure. Uh, so we're at we're at TFC podcast doing this, and Jordan Heitema was there for Team Canada Soccer, and like I know who she is. Uh, like 
one of like my dream guests to have here right like cool. we don't we don't have many like women on the pod and like anytime you get a woman that's doing something like super cool like i love that like penny alexiak still like my favorite fucking guest for sure um so i was like i look at george I'm like george that's that's uh jordan heights i'm gonna i have no idea who that is either. and he has no idea right like he's not like big into that uh so i <laughs> big, big into, what? into women's soccer <laughs> you're big into women's soccer i know or i can name like women <laughs> i can name clear. like five people on the okay. team but, so, but hold uh, on, which five can you name? What okay. if you have to rate them on a scale of like their abilities? No, no. Oh, how good looking they are! Yeah, I could do that. But, but I can I'm also saying, ba- which, the five that you know. Where would they stack up relative to their teammates? Oh, Christine Sinclair is not. No, no, not skill. What? Oh, she's okay, one. Of okay, great. Sorry, okay. Yeah, fair. no, like I know I'm a little bit about her. Right? I'm just kidding. I'm um. Kidding. So, anyways, I'm like, I'm gonna, go, <laughs> I'm gonna go ask her to come on the podcast, right? And she looked at me. We made eye contact. I was like, oh, I'm in. Like, I can easily talk to this person. And so we're chatting me, George and like another buddy of mine just shooting the shit at the front of the, the office there. And then I'm like, okay, perfect. We all said bye. I'm like about to walk over. She looked at me like kind of just like as like a bystander who's like walking by, smiled. And yeah. I was like, holy fuck. And I just turned around and walked the other way. Oh. Yeah. So that's how you got over it? No, I just didn't. <laughs> I just pussied out. Okay, I got, it. It. <laughs> got, it, got it. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Now I'm over it. I got it. it. I, he, like, I love how you remember the question of like the flash yeah, bro. How you got over it. I did it. Yeah. I did it. This is your own question. I fucking put my tail between my legs and I ran off. Like a little okay, bitch. I, I have my real answer now. There you go. Um, it's actually, this is, a, this is perfect uh, because it actually is tour related okay, as well. Okay, good, good. But, I like um, the segue. That's why you brought me in, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's... Uh, when I crossed the border um, into the States for tour and I had to present my visa application, um, I was completely out of body, most nervous I had been in several years. Um, just because like, I did that process on my own. Um, I made many mistakes along the way that cost me financially, emotionally. Um, and I like... Went through so much to get all the shit done and like I'm just driving over the border in a van with my band and my photographer and my brother and like hey, I have- what's your, what's your brother's role in this? Uh, he was he was our driver and my uh, merch guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I like that. It was great, man. We, it. We, we had a good, we had a good crew, but like I was, like I had just a folder of papers and I was like handing it to the border <laughs> agent like that because just like, you know, like- one thing wrong with it, like all the work that I've put in for like the last six months and the entire tour coming up could just be gone, right? So I was like literally trembling. And, you know, you pull up to the thing, you're like, yes, hello, we are musicians going to the United States. Uh, and we have the the paperwork that you require. Uh, and, and they're like- Here's document 1A, and, and they're just like, 2A. They're just like, pull off to the side. And I'm just like, like dying right we pull off to the side we go into the into like the border office and i again i am as nervous as i've ever been what border did you cross at uh we went through buffalo so oh uh no no we we went yeah either buffalo or detroit i can't remember probably but uh i don't remember okay no yeah um i was gonna pick that up danny give the ass some treats (laughs) He <laughs> was like sleeping and you got up. Uh, sorry. Continue. Um, so that's how I was extremely nervous. I give them all my stuff and there's like an agent asking me questions. And then there's like agents in the back. Like I can, they're just, they're so playing good cop, bad cop. They really have it down. Just asking me all sorts of questions. Um, and then all of a sudden they just, I hear my music go on in the border patrol office and like, 
this woman is asking me questions and the guys in the back are list are like clicking through my Spotify <laughs> and they're going like, Ooh, I like this one. And then she's like asking me questions, but like they keep listening to my songs and talking about them. So she just like turns around and she's like, okay, p- turn it up. Let me hear. And then they start playing like my song one in a million. And they're like three border patrol agents are like, this is so good. I'm going to add this right now. And I was just like, everything just like I felt just completely elated. Like I was anyway, cured me completely. And then they were just like, okay, you're good. Stamped it. And we were off to tour, but, but I was like out of body nervous, like, couldn't yeah. breathe it's uh there's not many to- like there's a lot of people that tell stories here that we can say you know like you can, one of us can probably relate to <clears> but no one's ever told a story that we can say with a, a shadow of a doubt we've experienced that a hundred percent same thing like i almost uh, identical. identical so yeah and i'll, I'll, you I'll give saying you that we each other. yeah that's oh where, you have been through yeah, that yeah yeah, well, yeah like, that's why ricky were looking at me and laughing the whole time because oh, we went crazy. through the exact same thing like a year ago Literally, exactly to a t same border same a everything. year ago Almost to date, like yeah, a month, eleven, eleven and a half, ten. What and a half is months. scarier than that? So we, when you asked me what I was most Give nervous, the most, yeah. I that was actually the most nervous. So because that happened after we raised capital. So in September of 2021, um, we decided to to grow our our plan to grow our, our startup. Our app was to do a road trip through the states and tar- and go to uh, universities. It was a target demographic, so we figured that's the best way to scale. <clears throat> Um, our plan was to rent an RV, like a 36 foot RV, drive it ourselves, wrap it purple with the company lo- like logo. So if you see, and it looked fucking sick. Can't see the stickers, but the stickers on that wagon that are basically cast. It's purple. See that purple shirt right there? It's like yeah, yeah. So that's I was gonna be like, you guys work at the pickle barrel. <laughs> pickle barrel stickers um, over there. Anyways, we uh, so we got this master plan, bunch of merch, stuffed the RV. Ricky and I started the road trip. Danielle and my girlfriend came with us too. We were all gung ho. We're taking over the world. Our app's gonna go to the moon. Uh, and we spent a lot of money on this, like this, this project. This, uh, yeah, activation. Let's call it. Ricky spoke to a a friend who had a friend's um, immigration lawyer. At the time, the border was closed. We, we technically weren't allowed to cross unless mm-hmm. if it was for business and you can justify why it's for business. Mm. This contract, law, uh, this immigration lawyer said, don't bring a lot of documentation. Don't try to outsmart the border patrol. Give them like one piece of paper. Explain From your lawyer. Yikes. Yeah. So Yikes. We, we took the lawyer's advice. Scary. We get to the border, all fired up, 9 a.m. on a Friday. In a massive Monday. RV. Giant purple RV. Like we pull <laughs> up, the border's dead. We pull up. We're all like, okay, well, let's hope we get through whatever they us up what are you doing here yada yada we pull over to the side we go in we sat there for a good hour Hour or so they're just trying to make you sweat and you're just like and they they picked ricky so they called ricky up asking him questions for a good 30 ish plus minutes rick comes back was probably not going to get in so i go up whatever you said that you came back and you said that yeah yeah he kind of figured we weren't going to get in so i'm like okay let me because they literally one of the first questions where's the rest of your documents i was like look we spoke to our lawyer so he said, don't bring in too much. So we brought the necessary documents that we needed, right? Like, <clears throat> one was a letter from our lawyer saying why we're crossing over the sure. border, right? What's the main reason? Because it was shut down unless it was essential service. So we said it was essential service or education. Yeah. So our, our letter from our lawyer said we're going down for educational purposes. And uh, yeah, so I'm, um, 
my title was CEO of the company, so I'm like, let me go up. Maybe I don't know if it makes sense. I mean, CEO, CMO. It's not it's semantics. We both own the company. But I said, let me go up. So I said, you're okay. the big dog, though. Well, listen. listen. <laughs> I, 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 like, so then the big oh, Ricky, yeah. Ricky talk his way out of a lot. Of, we both have that. I think that ability. it was a male border officer. I got fucked right away. Yeah. So we, I go up. Female. Said, we were getting right through. <laughs> so I go up and ask, what's the problem? Like, can you let me know? So they start telling us why. Same thing. Ricky said, done up documentation. So I was like, look, we're the we're the founders. I have like a laptop full of stuff. I can I can get it all to you right now. So like, well, we need it all in our hands. So we can see it. And I said, everything that I'm gonna I would give to you, I can tell you anyways because it's our company. So just ask me the questions, and we'll tell you. Well, no, we got to review everything. You need this, 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 whatever. And I said, okay. So what can we do? They're like, you're not getting over right now. Oof, so we're like, geez. we're shattered. We're like, we put all this money in this. We can't get over. We're screwed. But anyways, they're like, okay. If like, what can we do? Is there a chance we can get over it? Because like, we're not what we're doing is is for the right reasons. They said, well, you need to show us, you know, meetings in the states that it's essential that you have to get over. You have to show us articles of incorporation. You have to show us, you know, f- meeting with investors, w- everything. Basically, they want us to run the gamut through our mm-hmm. through our company, our business plan, everything. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I can show you all that. I can go to, I can walk to the parking lot, get the laptop out, and get it all for you. No, you have to go back to Canada. Yeah. So I, was like, I asked, I said, can we come back today though if we get this? Well, maybe. I said, well, not maybe. It's, it's if we get everything you're asking for and we come back, are we going to be treated objectively like fair, like from zero? Because if we come back and say, oh, it's the same guys and don't give us a fair shake, that's not reasonable. So I said, why don't you tell me everything you want to see? We will get it all for you. We can come back and you can assess it from scratch. Ricky could never. <laughs> oh, literally. I was, at one point I asked, I was like, if we come back with everything that you're asking for and we print all this off and we put it in your hands, will we get over? And he's like, well, it depends on border officer you speak to. I'm like, if I, if we speak to you, would you let us over? He's like, well, it depends. We're yeah, like, and what? I, what? Just giving I don't like ambiguity from, uh, even though I speak very ambiguous at times, I hate when people give me ambiguous answers. Sure. I just want to know where the goalposts are so yeah. I can aim for the goalpost. Yeah. So anyways, they told us what they needed. We drove over to a Denny's across in Niagara. Dan, uh, I, I was on the phone with our investors getting meetings in the States. Ricky was getting all the documentation together, whatever. Danny was arranging, I don't know, you were on your phone. Yeah, who was uh, who's firing the lawyer? Oh, oh, we didn't hire her. Pro bono. It was pro bono. bono. Oh, there you go. Lawyer got off the hook. There you go. That's why we got screwed. We didn't pay her. Uh huh. That'll Um, do it. So, anyways, we get everything together. We're there for probably four hours in this Denny's. Drove to Staples. Printed off everything. Everything. We had a stack. I was gonna drown them in paperwork if I had to. Yeah. There was not gonna be a stone unturned. So, anyways, we get over. It was now it's nine p.m. Yeah. It's pitch blackout. Nine p.m. We go in. We're the only people in there. They bring us up faster. But and they now, saw us right away. They're like, weren't you guys here earlier? Yeah. Like, no, yeah. The guy, but the, you're hard to miss. The guy at the gate goes, you were here earlier. I said, yeah. He goes, why are you back? I said, well, they told us X, Y, and Z. So we're back for a fair assessment. Okay, pull over. And I was like, oh, we're pretty screwed. So anyways, they bring us up. They bring me and Ricky up together. They start asking us a bunch of questions about the app, about the idea. Everything. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. One of the, the guy who had, was our agent was a guy, and he's like, "Oh, okay, I understand, I understand the idea. Like, it, it makes sense, but like, why? Why, why are you going?" Which, back? by the way, nobody has explained to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, the app was a, is, a, is a social. Uh, yeah, I should have said that. It was a, it's a, a cast of a social voting app. What we're trying to do is just bring more transparency, honesty, um, data to the users' hands. Um, so kind of like Twitter polls on steroids. Sure. So the users get all the data and information, and they can kind of formulate their own opinions. Okay, you guys are brilliant. Move. Um, Continue. So, anyways, we went through that. We thought whole we were. That, yeah, we thought we were. Uh, we went through that whole process. They give us the. They. They're like, okay, you know what? Like, it seems okay. I think we're all right. Let's give, give me one second. Like, how much merch do you have? And originally, we had. 
10 grand 10 grand worth well, of merchandise. and they were they were trying to say the first time they said the merchandise was fine we shouldn't have brought it but it was fine now they're saying well the merch is kind of high i'm like listen you guys didn't give us our time about that now you're trying to move the, the chains on us like come on well i said we'll burn half the shirts we like, literally said we'll get, throw it out yeah, here we're not getting stopped for, if i said if you're letting us over with the documentation is correct we will leave the stuff here we don't care just take it mm-hmm. so anyways like you know what you're fine go so nice. just for ran, next time remember. ran to the rv wow do you know when you like you know you celebrate like, till we cross that line well, that's, the, Buffalo. that's the thing when when i left the thing i also was silent for a good 10 minutes yeah. so just like so you're on that do, bridge do you know when down. you're do you know when you're running you got to pee really bad you kind of run like with a little bit of a water sure. that was how we all ran back to the rv like like speed walking with like our our asses puckered like wow it almost feels like you got away with something yeah, yeah. Like you yeah. didn't even though we did we didn't get away with anything you know when i when i was like get, get in the rv drive 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 everyone shut up, shut up they might be listening to us everyone drive drive drive, drive. okay we're over Pretty crazy, eh? Yeah. I mean, when I was uh, a lot younger, probably like seventeen or something, I was playing. Um, I was playing like uh, for We Day, uh, like a charity. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, wait, at Social Bank Arena, no? Uh, well, I was doing it in everywhere. They, I like did a little tour. Oh, that's so, cool. So they, Very cool. so I was doing one in California. Oh, fuck! Unreal. So anyway, so I like it. Bring back to the tour. So they had uh, done this before. Anyway, so but I was like so new to you know I was seventeen, so I, I didn't know much about you know visas or like what it meant to work in the U.S. as a Canadian, right? Anyway, I I get to the border and and in my mind like I'm not getting paid to for the it's a charity gig, right? So they're asking me all these questions. I say like yeah, like I'm playing for this charity, and they're like, are you getting paid? And I'm like, nope. And they're like, okay, cool. Uh, where are you staying? And I'm like, oh, I'm staying here. And they're like, do you have the receipt? And I'm like, oh, no, because like they, they're, they're putting me up. And they're like, so you're getting paid. And I was like, oh, I did not know that that was oh, equivalent. Man. Anyway, so I got, I got wrecked. Um, I almost missed my flight because they held me for like ever. But I learned a very fast lesson um, that, yeah, like uh, accommodations are equivalent to compensation, which is like... Interesting. Anyway, so you just learn that shit as you go, but like, man, Tra- ta- that, yeah. that, that that is not fun. Like border stuff really makes me nervous because it's like <clears throat> they got your life in, in their yeah. hands. Like for, for us, you know, for musicians, for you guys, like that's our livelihood going to the States, you know, like that's everything we're trying to do. And and it's like, well, I, I've, I've heard horror stories, man, of like, uh, of like guys who are musicians and like they play like one wedding in the States and they they fuck it up and then they they're on a list. can't they're on a list can't go to the states yeah. for 10 years and it's just like their career is done yeah that's one th- uh as you were saying that i kind of was thinking about it that if you really want to get good at staying cool under pressure and being like learn the skill of being able to like just talk to someone very calmly but still get a point across yeah travel a lot and spend a lot of time in customs lines oh yeah or for like sure border security that, now that i think about it sit gatsby sit down and just sit. do the work and like do your research. Like when I was yeah. doing this tour, I got, re- I was real nervous to do it at first, but I just started calling the borders and I would just, it was like middle of the pandemic and I would just call the Buffalo border. I would call Detroit and I would just <laughs> start talking. Just be like, look, here's the situation. I got this much merch. My man's calling, making a fake situation. No, for like real. Because like I just like, in. I wanted to be so prepared for anything i wanted to be bulletproof it was just too important to me you know and like i was so nervous to even call like in the comfort of my own kitchen and uh 
I, I just got really comfortable doing that. I mean, I mean, I was still nervous as shit crossing, but it did make a big difference that like, at the end of the day, my, my shit was bulletproof. Like I had, I had what you guys had to go and print off. Like I was, I had way too many pieces of paper. Uh, so anyway, I was fine. Yeah. I've had, uh, that's one of the worst experience that I've ever had. I think at the border, but I've had some, I've had some dicey ones where I was a little bit nervous, like in, in, uh, in Jordan, in Jordan, I had my drone with me when I was traveling and they like pulled me aside and like to the point where I thought they were like alluding to the, or implying that they thought that I might've been like a spy or some photographer or something. It was all not long. It was like maybe like a five, 10 minute, Damn. five, 10 minute talk. No. Do you remember the time when we were in the, in the Athens airport and we got pulled aside? I, I actually do remember that. Time. Yeah, we're lucky. I spoke oh, you guys have had, probably got shaken yeah. down. You guys have had way more troubles and, than me, man. Yeah. So the, uh, Remind me not to travel with you. I've no, also been, I've good, also yeah, been to good. like a sh- shit ton of countries. And like, it's just by naturally putting yourself in that situation, like traveling that much, you're bound to run into it at some point. Um, I actually that story recently when we were in, uh, to somebody. When we Didn't were they make you take off the blades or something? Oh, in Jordan. So yeah, that was in India. The drone gave me a hard time in two countries when I was doing that backpacking trip was, was when I was in uh, flying from Jaipur. It's so crazy to- that you carried a knapsack with a drone around. That was like one of your only bags. Yeah. And in, uh, in, I got stopped in India because I thought the blades were like a weapon. And I was like, they're blades. Take them and throw them away. They're like, we can't let you take the drone. You have to check it. I was like, well, just throw the blades away. I'll buy new ones. Anyways, I was there for like a 30-minute back and forth Jeez. with these guys. And Brutal. it was kind of hard because you don't want to get thrown in jail or, or a holding tank in a random country. That's the thing, Especially right? India or like Jordan in the Middle East. Like, yeah. like Jordan was like a five-minute thing. I thought they were saying like, why do you have this? Like, what do you, what's the purpose of this? Like, are you flying it around government buildings? And they asked a few things, but... That one wasn't too bad, but it has been nerve wracking. I just said I'm I'm just traveling. I'm a backpacker. There, yeah. yeah. There, there's definitely <laughs> I honestly, I maybe I probably did say that. You guys see my vlogs? <laughs> there's there's definitely like a, a a a subtle comfort, obviously, to being in your own country. Like even though I just toured the the states and Canada, like when I was in Canada, I'm like anything could go wrong. I'm like it doesn't matter. I'm like yo, if the if the van breaks down, no problem. Like I'm in Canada, I'll yeah. figure it out. And like if the, you know, if and when for whatever uh, reason OPP I don't even OPP will pull over and stop uh, and put like, some flares on the ground. I don't know. I just like f- even though it was just like New York, I was just like if shit goes wrong, like I'm dead. I don't know. Bro, like it's just there was a feeling, we, you know. Our, we broke our RV in in too um, much purple. Day three. Uh, what's the school? UConn. I no Boston yeah. in Boston. We we Boston University. We literally fucked this RV. Like bad, <laughs> like From doing what? Make a long story short, we're we driving. We had a good day. We have the the canopy open. It was, it was like pouring this bit, day, yeah. so we just had like the best day we've ever had. Like in terms of downloads, we're all fired up. Everyone's like, "Hey, let's get the fuck out of here. It's raining. Let's go eat." We get in the car. I look at George. He gets in, closes the door, and I just started driving. Well, the canopy's still fucking open. The canopy's oh like God. six Big. feet, eight feet out. Oh yeah. my God! We take bro. down a fucking street sign. This is on like downtown like boston like near like right outside the university picture like ryerson i went to school in boston yeah like you get it yeah and we just take down the street sign we hear we're like fuck and we try and like roll it back up and this thing's still clearly hanging out but like boston streets aren't big so it's tough to even drive because like all the trees and shit and you're not exactly camouflaged no and we can't fucking call anybody because we're in fucking Boston. That's what I'm saying. There's just like, you're out there, bro. I got a hold of one, uh, it was 6 p.m. and every mechanic shop was closing. And I got a hold of one that was in Southie. 
And I've seen the town many times. So I was like, Rick, this guy said he'll take us. We've got to pay cash and we got to pay up front. I was like, do we go to the South Boston? Like, that's where I hear people get we murdered. We don't have a choice. So like, that's what I mean. I was like, I'd ra- I, but we don't have a choice. But luckily, we, that we, we just slept on it. The next day, we figured everything's going to open. But we did but not there, just like, sleep Toronto, on it, though. In Toronto, the worst area is what? Like, you can, I mean, I don't want to, Jane and Finch, people st- stereotype, whatever. But if I, someone said, go to Jane and Finch with their broken RV at 10 o'clock, and I'd be like, yeah, no problem. If there's a mechanic there, he'll fix it. But like, uh, Boston, yeah, selfie, I'm different. like, I'm going to get killed. You don't know anything, I know. Right? I will say, though. How nice is Boston? Oh, I love Boston. I love Boston. I didn't yep. give it. I didn't. Re- I've been once as a kid, and now I was hoping to have a great time. The it's four beautiful. of us, but we, we couldn't. Blew, blew yeah. an RV awning off. Yeah. So, love have you ever Boston. been to Neptune's? No, Neptune. I think it's called Neptune's. Neptune or Neptune's, one of the two. Uh, in Boston, it's like probably one of my favorite restaurants. Oh I've no, I haven't. I mean, I was like such a kid when I was in Boston. Okay. I went to school there. Um, High school or university? No, university. Which co- I went to you? Berkeley College of Music. Ooh, very cool. Fancy. Ooh, very cool. Um, and then I just went, like, I was there for two years, and then I just went back on this tour for the first time in a long time. So we, like, went to campus and saw it and looked around. It was nice. Yeah. Okay, nice. we've talked about this tour a lot without actually talking about it. So well, let's, maybe let's it's too much. It. Maybe we just no, get off it. Where, where'd you shit? go? Well, like, <laughs> give, us, give us the the fucking rundown. Like, best part about it, worst part. Like, sure. give us the broken RV story. Sure, sure. Well, the okay, the worst part about it was planning it. Um, okay, that's fair. Cause it don't was. Don't you have people that do that for you, or like, are you? Not there? as many as I'd like. Okay, that's fair. Not as many as I'd like, to be honest. Like, um, yeah, I was lacking some of some key players in that department. You know, I I, I have brother a, couldn't do this. The brother couldn't do it. He's no. he, he offered to. He, he, he got was, the merchandise, the gyrus. <laughs> he he was he did a lot, but uh, that was not his area. And funnily enough, we I I tasked him with like one or two things and that was like the day when we had a fucking 16 hour drive and like no one slept and we were sleeping in like anyway but no he's a good guy shout out <laughs> what's his name daniel shout out daniel shout out daniel um we had a blast though and and to his credit he sold a fuckload of merch okay he, he, i remember we, at, we 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 uh i think we were in like detroit or something it was like one of our earlier shows and like the show ended everyone's out we were like packing up and he's like standing at the merch table and he has his hands on his hips and i'm like what's up he's just like the rush of the sale he just <laughs> he was he was locked in he just he, he was on top of the world he's making a couple hoodie sales jesse gold hoodie sales um, anyway, so yeah, the, no, the planning of the tour was rough, dude. Like, because I was doing all that visa shit by myself. I mean, like my manager and I were just like, it was a grind. It was a total grind. Like I, I what I didn't have at the time was an agent that, you know, would have yeah, booked it, to, yeah, to take you know? Um, and so we were just straight up at that time. Cause like, I didn't want to have that stop me from like pushing forward like that's you know just like you guys wouldn't have done that shit either it's like you just got to do what you got to do um and so i was just cold calling cities in the u.s and venues and emailing and just faking it and somehow we pulled it off man we um we played 10 cities i think 10 but like yeah three cities in in uh canada and the rest in the states um and i had the time of my life and it was sick um there were some hard parts. There were some uh, corners I cut that I would not cut again. Um, That's fair. I like that, eh? Yeah, like I learned a lot. Give, give us learned. some info, but not too much. With people like, hey, what corners? Did he no, cut? the the corners that I cut were like trying to save money on hotels. I would not do that again. Sleep in any uh, red roof inns or motel sixes? 
Dude, Red Roof Inn was actually all right. <laughs> we had a sketchy experience at a Red Roof no, Inn. No, but in we. Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did. I thought we were going to get shot. Like, yeah, we what, did. What kept happening to us, uh, it turned into like a kind of running joke, but like, so whatever. I like, I don't know. When we were booking it, it was just like, all right, well, this place is 120 a night, but like, this place is 108 a night. You know, <laughs> like, I was just cutting stupid corners, and um, we would be driving, and. I just remember hearing my, my photographer, Morgan, she she was in the back of the van and she would just go, hey, Jesse, what's the uh, name of the place we're staying tonight? And I would like look it up and I would tell her and then like she wouldn't say anything for 10 minutes and then just 10 minutes later, she'd be like, Jesse? And I'd be like, yeah? She's like, I, I don't think we should stay here tonight. I'm like, what? And she's like reading reviews of the place online just being like, there was hair and blood in my bed and like somebody was just like kicked down my door in the middle of the night and like so that happened like three times where on our way to that place we i ended up just booking like you know a comfort in just like a, a decent place to stay and like would lose those deposits so i was just like fucking up in that way where like i'm not i'm, I'm not staying there i'm certainly not making these amazing people stay there and i would like just have to just bite the bullet and like, uh, and and my last my last straw I was like at my wits end. Our last stop was L.A., and we like I for, we had some crazy routing routing situation. We flew from Boston and then like anyway we got to L.A. super late at like two in the morning was to just like drop off and like go to bed. And we get to this place and it's just there's two beds the size of this table for five people and it's just not what I saw online and I had the reservation and I'm like showing the person at the front desk and they're just like and I was just like honestly ready to cry man like that was probably the lowest moment on tour it was just at the end and I was just like and at that at that point too like you're the you're the captain of the ship like I got five people with me that I'm responsible for and it's it's, like I kept reminding myself how I handle this moment is like is important, you know, for the people that are here working for me. Um, and so I was just like, thank you. And I could tell my band, they were like, fuck, I hope we're not staying here kind of thing. And I was like, guys, let's, let's go to that. Like there was a comfort in like a couple blocks away. Um, and I just, I lost the money on that other place. I booked us a room for like four days at this comfort in, which like cost uh, like, it wasn't something to sneeze at, like especially at the end of this tour that like was self-funded, you know. Um, but I could t- I could just see the relief on everybody's faces and on mine too. And so that those were some low moments, you know. Like it was hard to try and cut those corners. It really you need morale to be high, you know. And if it's at the if it's at the price of my wallet, it's worth it. It's funny as you talk like some of the stories you tell I'm like we can relate to so many of those the story about Morgan and like we shouldn't stay here we'd yeah, be dr- about to fall asleep and googling the safety of a neighborhood right it's like sure. he has he's talking I was like bro this was us like we one day I think it was we had a we had a like 10 hour travel day or something a nine eight hour travel day and again we're outside talking to people all day like working hard so then you eat a quick bite most of the time like we're eating like shitty food from like fucking Walmart hey 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 
That food was terrific. Yeah. <laughs> Those sandwiches that we made with the honesty, I've been craving. I've been craving like a, a dollar, like bologna, turkey, yeah, on like, Wonder Bread with a pickle on the side. So we're, we're staying the there. Then I remember one night, this is on our route to Washington. Uh, no, it was on route to because the girls were still with us. You and Becca fell asleep in the back. It was after UConn. We're going to uh, Yale. Oh, and you guys were, we're driving when we were trying. We're trying to make it. I just it kept to- hearing. Yeah, we're trying to make no, it to New York. No, missed the turn. No, this turn. So, yeah. So we're we're yeah. So we're driving. George George is like he did the night before. So we kind of took turn doing the night shift. Mm. But again, we're not driving overnight. We're like stopping by like midnight, the latest one. So he's he's in the back. He's like dead asleep. Like ten o'clock. We're like, okay. So me and Danny are driving. And we're mostly highway driving. I was like, hey, find a, a good spot for us. To, like pull over like a rest area. We could just sleep here because we had beds in the RV. So she, she's like, okay, like pull over here. So we pull over. We're about to stop. She's like, wait a second. Like she sees the town. And she's like, this is like the sixth worst state, huh. sixth worst city Just in New York it. state. We're like, all right, well, let's fucking go. Cause we're in like, we're the only people in these parking lots, right? Like, big, like yeah, we're a yeah. fucking sitting duck. Like, and we're not fucking tough people either. Like we don't. We have like a fucking wrench no. and a broom. Those are our weapons. Like you guys aren't tough. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck. Hey, so yeah, George, George, we've got we an undefeated boxer we with us. Lethal weapons right here. So we literally will get up, we'll drive to the next place. We like, oh, we found one place. Oh, we missed a turn. And like, you never want to turn backwards when you're driving, right? Because like in the an, next stop is ten miles, and you got to backtrack. So like, hey, find the next closest one. We get there, and we're like, hey, perfect. This one has a Walmart too. We get to the Walmart. It's like. Like there's like tipped over fucking shopping carts. All the lights are off. Walmart's abandoned. Well, fuck, we're obviously not staying here yeah, now. And like, I don't think that day. I think we tried to stop for it was like three or four hours, and we didn't find spot. It was like two a.m. I'm like, Danny, I don't care at this point. Like, I'm literally gonna pass out. She's like dead asleep. I'm like, she's like, give me five. No, you're like, give me five minutes. All I need is five minutes, and I'll stay awake with you. And I'm like trying to stay up. Just and we hadn't showered at that point for like four days. Damn. Like, yeah, the grind is yeah, real. We were in uh, like that's on that same thing. So we parked the uh, we parked the RV in Walmart parking lots because you can park an RV in any Walmart in America for free. Really? Um, yeah. yeah, and free Wi Fi. Think about how like what what, a, what an and one dollar for three cookies. What an ingenious business model by Walmart. Hey, come park your RV. Well, where are you gonna go buy stuff in the morning? Walmart. Like really? How much, how much money do you think we put in Walmart's pocket that whole trip? And across America. Across America, like over the sixty days, at least five grand. Yeah, to take up one parking spot in each place. Minimum five. Didn't grand. use any power. Didn't use any water. Because yeah. wait, we what do you pay to park there? Nothing. Zero. We spend every. Oh, every but just morning, because you're there buying you, shit, you don't even have to buy shit. You literally just you park. park. But I mean, wh- but that's how you just spent money in Walmarts because yeah. you were there all the time. Well, every morning yeah, we would go in and like you don't. Realize I mean, it is fun in a Walmart, dude. Oh, I miss Bro, it. I Walmart miss it. and then Planet Fitness in the states. They're all like Planet Fitness is massive in the states and they're all franchises. Yeah. So they don't share the same database amongst all of them. So you could sign up for free twenty four hour uh, trial passes, like at so every did. single one. So we'd literally park at Walmart in the no morning, go to whatever way. school, sign up, sign up for shower, a Planet Fitness workout, shower, shower, like kind of workout. Click. Go do there. Not email me. And then in the morning, if we if we <laughs> yeah. need another shower, we we'll go back in there in the morning shower because it's twenty four hours. It's not a day pass. See, these are like we should be sharing Actually, touring tips, you, bro. Man. That's sick. You. I honestly got. So I do when we travel in like fun trips. I I take on a lot of the planning. I just enjoy it. But I will say, uh, in terms of ingenuity, Ricky is one of the best at like, because he's very, like, Rick will spend money and like have fun with, but he's also very, like, I guess frugal is a good word. Like, you look for yeah. opportunity. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, and I can get creative. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 
So, like, Ricky's very, like, he looks at it like, okay, we can just do this is the easy one, but is there a way we can do it more efficient? Well, and that, we were trying to save money because, again, this RV costed us, like, sure. you know, 15 grand. We made another, like, six grand to wrap it. Plus, like, we had to fly, like, a couple of our people out to join us on this trip. Fly sure. So, like, the whole thing was, like, fucking a lot of money. Yeah. And, again, well, we self-funded. We'd raise money, but, like, we raise money from friends and family. So, we're not going to be going eating at nice restaurants on, like, our buddy's dimes who, like, fucking funded us, yeah. right? So, like... I think our nicest think, dinner was an Applebee's. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. One night honestly. with Danielle and Becca. Was, was it Applebee's? It was Applebee's. Yikes. And we splurged because we, we had drinks. We had drinks that night. The drinks oh. were on sale. Or I was, we I, didn't because you didn't have your ID. We didn't let us in the bar. Oh, yeah. We didn't have drinks. No, because we had someone had the blue one or something. Oh. Yeah. Did we drink? Yeah. Um, I, actually, he, I actually stormed out of a Chili's three days ago. There's chilies here? No, I was in the States. Oh, yeah, you were in Washington. Yeah, yeah. Wait, why? Yeah. Uh, just because no one was helping me, and I was so hungry and so tired, and I was like, I'm going to the other airport place. <laughs> oh, you're in the airport? <laughs> Fuck <too>? it here. <laughs> anyway, that's my chili story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it sounds like you'd be a good tour manager, dude. Bro, no, absolutely not. I don't know. Like, no. the stuff you're describing of just like- I how, probably would, actually. How can we just do this, you know? Yeah, you're still you're playing good trips. You, yeah, yeah. I, I could. It's just like- But it's also, it's like- I'm done. You I'm done. actually better tour manager than I would because I would be like, yeah, it's going to cost you like two grand. Meanwhile, you're going to show up yeah. and it's like four grand at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I could, yeah, actually. It was that, just like, that would not be- Yeah, like I'm the worst- I get so I do it there's a rhyme and reason behind how I plan trips um, like I you know when I when I plan like I, I lose a lot of points stuff like that to keep my costs low but when I know that I gotta get a, convince a friend to come somewhere and I know that like the budget is gonna be an issue I kind of round the number down because like, I think a good ask friend around, it's, it's like easier like 15 to never forget this when you're easy. trying to get get your way in life it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission for the most sure. part not sure. in inappropriate ways but I'm saying like sure. you know trying to get someone to like go come on, on a trip vacation. with you pardon me no, no, Greece, I budget accurately because I don't need people getting mad at me when we're in Greece. The thing is, like, our friends now, no, no, it's like, George, like, the trip's well. going to be like 1500 We're like, okay, it's like 2500 Right. She's like, oh, he's talking American, even though we're going to Montreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I mean, I'm 1500 American. We're like, right. why Why would you consider the American? Well, you know, because the, the American dollar is really high right now. That's why I use that dollar. What? What? Yeah, yeah, you're making a joke. I'm not that yeah. stupid. Well, obviously, <laughs> I understand what you're saying. Uh, but yeah, we had. Uh, so your tour stories, we share a lot of similarities That's, on that. Yeah, no, I hear that. But the the thing is too is like we were in a similar. I guess I don't want to say you're like, you're in the grind of the weeds, but like you know you're trying to get out there and, and do self you know self started self funded yeah. all that stuff. So yeah, it's very we, similar. When we had our startup, we did the same thing, and and we honestly I don't think we ever experienced that in our things. We were we were pretty far along in our careers. We we left what we were doing for the most part. And like pursued this startup and we had to like you had we had to change our mindset. It couldn't be like, oh yeah, you know, we've been traveling this way for so long and staying at these hotels. It's oh we have to save every penny here and make it go as far as possible for to sure. succeed. And Take, then like, you have currency exchanges. Getting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> everything's in the US Man, dollar. But, like, and the thing is too, it's like there's that old that old saying, like, don't um don't step over the five dollar bill to pick up the penny or something. Yeah. You guys know that expression? Yeah, yeah. Well yeah, that's exactly that what I was doing yeah. for the hotel. And there's times where it's like, you look at a hotel, oh, that hotel's, you know, $20 cheap. We said, okay, but then you're going to waste $10 more in gas driving there. And everyone's going to be and fucking you lose miserable. 20 minutes. Okay, well, that 20 minutes and that $10, you're not really saving fucking yes. anything. And the morale yeah, is so low. So there's so many times like, we were, like, for the most part, I think we were fairly good. Oh, oh for sure. We were definitely very. Yeah, I think that I think I get you, get, you give you a lot of credit for that, which also I, it helped me change how I look at things and when I start to plan stuff and, and think about oh you need to buy you know the the 
the ketchup that's craft. Oh, by the we went fucking but, but value Rick, brand on everything. To, to, to kind of See, really hammer this like, point as to why he could be a tour manager. Ricky set a budget too when he went into Walmart. It was arbitrary, but he said if it's more than a dollar or not on sale or not on sale, we're not buying it. Can't and buy. we we actually upheld that's that rule for the dollar. most part. So we were not buying. We weren't buying like Michelinas frozen dinners. We were buying. The value uh, brand. The value brand, Ooh. like beef bourguignon that was Ooh. literally looked like a bottom of a shoe sole. And that's what we ate. Oh, my but making, God. We made it Ramen noodles that were, if it was like, if there was a one that was. Well, nine, let me ask you this. Did did those savings, did you feel like they helped you? Yeah, it, it got us. I mean. Even with the stomach aches? Oh, I was okay. Shocking. Actually, my stomach's yeah, not bad. I actually enjoyed the food, right, honestly. Yeah. I can't, so. Also, I, I like nice things in life. Like I, you know, I've worked hard and like to be able to enjoy certain like luxuries, but I'll also eat like I can eat anything. Yeah. So I can eat like a, a, a very expensive steak at a nice steakhouse or I'll eat Mr. Noodles for like a week straight and I'll be fine. Yeah. Well, we Mr. Were, noodles are delicious. They oh, are. But after that trip, <laughs> the only thing that we ever bought that like wasn't on sale were like pickles or something. Yeah, pickles. Like we specialty cut pickles or well, something. Well, hold on. We did buy value brand always, but there's one brand of pickles that we there's spent. There's those jalapeno pickles or something. Uh, Vlasic Tabasco Pickle Spears. Yeah, that was the only thing. Delicious. And the problem is I'd be outnumbered. They'd be like, okay, Ricky, we need these. They're not on sale. Yeah. I'd be like, fine, guys. We can switch. Yeah. But see, see, but that's a big tour manager call for morale. You get your team the spicy pickles. Maybe I'm a tour manager. Maybe that's <laughs> my That's what calling. I'm saying. You got to make those tough calls. And it's like, you know, I, can't get these. I can't do sound check though. Why? I have zero musical talent, like zero. I'm tone deaf. Like, that's not the job of a tour manager. But how am I supposed to know if like things sound good? No, that's not your job. You have to get them there. Oh, okay, I can do that. You take care of the talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can do that. You know, you travel. Ideally, you have your own engineer, and that's what that person does. You could have been a tour manager. Yeah, dude, you just got to get people stuck with it. I could have been yours, dummy. And I remember we always used to joke about that. What was the band? Uh, no, I DJ. DJ. Uh, I started in a band that we won't get in that. I've told a story a lot of times on this podcast. I was an awful, awful drummer. I was I was good solo, I guess. Who but in a band who, I was terrible. You were good as a solo drummer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> terrible at keeping tempo. But like they they I had told, a band with no lead singer. Yeah, Got we, it. we were a band with no lead singer either. Figure that one out. Um I can't believe I This never, was your lead singer. Fuck. I can't believe I never. Bro, let's get the band back together. Singer told who was on the podcast with what John oh, Famous goes. Yeah, that's he a was, great way to make it, eh? That's a great way to make it. Be a band with no lead singer. <laughs> what a name, John Famous. Yeah, do you know them? No. Oh, no. you, you, you got to meet them. Great they're, guys. They're the it's a sick guys. name. They're yeah. with us on the wall, somewhere here. They they are. They've been on the podcast twice. Uh, they're good dudes. And I can tell you that I laugh at a lot of things. Like I find a lot of things humorous. I have never laughed as hard as I have in my life in those what six hours of po- there were two three hour episodes. Yeah, it was absurd. Like we just kept going. It was. And we don't, we typically record for like an hour. And we just, anyways, good dudes. They're, I got, they're, they're in the same kind of. Like, kind <laughs> I of gotta grind. step my shit up <laughs> right <laughs> now. I gotta start just Those cracking jokes because like no, we did them like Saturday great. afternoons and we we're sure, like yeah, boozy and it was like right, 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 right. Instead of pre drinking, let's just keep recording. Place. Like they're you know they they just threw a boat party uh, recently. They planned themselves right. They rented a big boat and threw threw a like a concert on the boat. Um, shout out to to the boys, but they uh, they do the <laughs> shout out to the boat. Yeah, shout out to the boat. No, but they're. They're doing a lot of the same things, right? Just trying to like figure things out, move the needle, and like same kind of conversation we sure, have with yeah. them. So it's, uh, yeah, no, good dudes. You should you should connect with them. So what what would we talked about the lows, obviously the many lows, the yeah. highs. What was like, what's that moment you look back and you're like, all this fucking hotel bullshit, all these long sure. nights. Yeah, look, this all, is what made it worth all, it. All, all the lows were just logistical lows, right? It's yeah. like and just travel. It's like 
the second again, the second you're on stage, it's like the time of your life. You remember why you do it and you forget all the bad shit. But you know, the highs were one like band and crew camaraderie and just like pulling over at like three in the morning to like get bagels and just destroying 40 bagels in the back of the van and just keep on trucking, you know, just like fun shit like that. Um, but then obviously man, like, um, you know, being surprised by, um, uh, audience numbers in certain cities, you know, like I, to see New York, like sold out beyond belief, like turning people away at the door. Like that was like, Oh shit. And um, man, even like I played San Diego and it was our, it was my lowest attendant attended show. Um, but like, I didn't expect really anybody to be there and there were people there and the people that were there, even though it was nowhere near the, the numbers of the other shows, like they bought merch and they were like, they were like real fans and they were asking me questions and stuff. So like every show had um, different, they, every show was amazing for different reasons. It, it was just cool to see. Um and uh yeah like just the experience of of doing it i'm I'm so glad that i i did it you know would you do it again the same way you did it or are you, you like are you well that's the conversation now um i would do it again the way i did it if i had to because again like so much of this business for me is just not staying stagnant and not backpedaling right so i won't do anything less than i did last year um, makes sense yeah but when i look at um like that that investment um you know financially and effort wise um for what i got out of it um you know what it was amazing but i think right now it doesn't make sense to do the exact same thing i'll tell you why because at the very end of that tour 10 city tour which was a success no question about it um i got home back to toronto and like a day later um, this artist, Adam Melcher, great singer songwriter asked me to open for him, uh, in Toronto. And I literally was just like, the band was super hot. Cause we just finished this tour. They were free. And I was like, yeah, of course we'll do it. We just tacked on one more date to the, to the tour. Um, and it was at velvet sold out. And that show well, that was a nice venue too. Super nice. Yeah. Um, and that show was like 30 times more beneficial than any show of the tour um for me Be- because the tour for it's me was like too, right? was like i viewed the, my, i viewed my tour as like fan maintenance you know i i was doing it for the people who know and want to come see me um and i you know i watered those those seeds that have already been planted um but this this opening act slot like instantly it was fan acquisition i like very quickly got new fans um and i walked off stage with like 500 new instagram followers and like sold out of my merch and my monthly listeners on spotify went up just from one show so that show kind of opened my eyes as to like if i could do that every night i would be i would be at at a at the next level um, and funnily enough, the artist that I was opening for, he told me that, that that's how he did it. You know, somebody, he opened for somebody on the road and, um, and that's what really leveled him up. So, you know, I would do it all exactly again if I had to, but after doing that show, I think that that's, that's the goal now is to, uh, hop on somebody else's tour. Um, and I'm, I'm planting those seeds as we speak, boys. I love that. Yeah. Love yeah. Who's, who's someone you would want to open for? Um, 
Well, I was I just played this festival in Washington. Um, it was Alan Stone's festival. Alan Stone is somebody that an incredible musician that I've like been a huge fan of since I was like for the last 10, 12, 15 years. Um, and we literally connected on Instagram a couple of years ago and um, he put out this poster for this festival with all these names. And I literally just sent him a DM. I, I've like, we've barely talked other than just like, you're dope. No, you're dope. Um, I sent him a DM when he put this poster out and I was just like, kind of feels like I should be on this poster, doesn't it? Just like kind of being a shithead and just shot, like bro. shooting my shot. And yo, he f- fully like redid the poster with my name on it and put it up and then just like sent me a, a ticket, a plane ticket and um, and I was there. And um, but I, I, and it was weekend of my life, had the time of my life, shows were incredible. Um, but I say all that to say, all the artists that were on that lineup are, are like, were definitely of the same world. That kind of just like R&B, soul, uh, pop vibe, um, particularly Alan himself. And then his artist, Mac Ayers, who I've loved forever and was there and I got to kick it with and he was such a homie. Um, so those guys for sure. Um, but I'm a big fan, uh, Canadian wise, like of, of this artist, Looney, Dylan Sinclair, Savannah Ray. Like these are, these are the guys now that I'm, I'm really like kind of looking up to, um, in, in this scene, uh, this kind of like Canadian, amazing R and B sound. Um, so yeah, guys like that. Um, I, I have so many influences, but I think that those would be the artists of like opening up for that would make a lot of sense. Um, so you know I planted some seeds this weekend um, in Washington. So fingers crossed. Hopefully hopefully by the time like this shit comes out or even <laughs> you know a couple weeks later like you go to my Instagram and I'm on a poster for something. So we're wor- we're that, working yeah. hard. We're Good working hard on it. Yeah, yeah, put that into put that into the into the ether into the universe. Let it let it let it happen, right? Gotta, that's what we're doing. That's it. Every we're day, on. every day. That's yeah. amazing. I I wanted to ask I've been like meaning to ask from the beginning. Who's on your pants? Oh boy. I I think that it's um Jimmy? No, no. It's a it's a UK. Like I think it's either like the clash or like Ugh. Oh, you're gonna know, have so to I, cut I, this I, part. I, now I'm an asshole. <laughs> no. I thought maybe sorry, I I, I just thought maybe that you oh, like to call him out George. No, <laughs> well, I don't know. I thought maybe you had purposely because like you liked who was on them. I don't know. Um no, it it's so funny. I, I, I was a singer on each leg. It's so funny. I got them to I went to the store too. Shout out U three official. Um they're like that's where i get all my clothes u3 uh they're like this shop on ossington and they just have the sickest shit i i don't shop anywhere else give me free stuff um (laughs) anyway (laughs) i i got these uh i got i love these pants so much i got them there and i asked them at the store i was like yo who is that and they're like oh it's nobody a little little british band i think i don't think it's anyone famous and then i like i remember i like saw this photo online and i forget who it is now but at the time i'm like Oh, you mean that's like the most famous like British <laughs> grunge band ever? Like I forget who it is. Some someone massive that I'm stupid for forgetting. Okay, fair. But anyway, I call you I, up, but I, I messaged you three and I was like, remember that little band on those pants you were selling? Like, oh, you you talk to these you three people? You go that often? Oh yeah, no, you three actually like straight up styles me for uh, oh. for stuff. They're they're amazing. There, I love them dearly. Um, you look cool. Thank. Well, give it up for them. But thanks. No, Especially I I. I, I think, wish Nike uh, would fucking style me. I just go into the store and buy everything. Damn, you I look good, bro. Styles, <laughs> I mean, I'm wearing I like I, I'm actually like not wearing a, a smorgasbord of stuff today. 
Like I See, but usually I'm on like I'm pretty I'm not very I don't think I'm very stylish, but I'm very meticulous with like what I wear. I mean you're gorgeous. Thank you, I appreciate it. How yeah, dude. You? I love that. Uh, you know, I like I like what you have going where it's just like, man, tattoos are just your style. It doesn't really fucking matter what you wear. I'm trying to get on that tip too. I I, I I'm I look bad today, so <laughs> Norman, you look bad. I got I got the similar work on these legs, but I I don't. Ricky is uh, Ricky always likes to show them off. You know, I don't roll I, my I, jeans. If up I were to, him too, to show I, off the ankle tattoos I have. If I were you, I would. <laughs> if I were you, I would. Uh, I actually had a story about about Nike on the topic of clothing. So I I wear my closet is pretty like I have a, a bunch of different things, but for the most part, I would consider my closet to be like a uniform. It's easy to. Like pretty much dark colors, earth colors. I could pick stuff quickly. Blacks, whites, black. whites, grays. Yeah, and I only wear one real pair of like athletic shorts, mm-hmm. and then the Nike five, five or seven inch inseam, but the Nike black running shorts. Pretty much, they have liner inside them. The brief uh, boxer liners, standard Nike yeah, shorts. I have like seven pairs of them, um, and I went and bought one recently. I uh, there was a new one I guess the guy at the store told me oh this is the new one it's the Nike move to zero so it's like recycled material same short you're good I usually try stuff on even though I kind of know what size I am try them on but this time he's like don't worry if you fit in this you're gonna fit in that so I buy it pull the tags off put them on for a run and they are the most like uncomfortable things I've worn I don't know what they did I don't know if I got fatter or they just the size changed but they did not fit well in the nether regions so. Not the nether. Whatever. But then I didn't have the receipt either. So stupid me. I go like I'm like I, I can't keep these. But I felt bad going back. Anyways, I was like well, whatever. I took a chance. Go to the Nike store. I'm like, hey, look. Took the tag off. Don't have the receipt. I realize this looks kind of sketchy. But I promise you, I bought these here. They are like the the liner's defective or something. They don't fit. The guy advised me whatever. Can you do anything for me? Can you like can I just exchange them? And the girl's like, well, I, I can't really help you. I was like, really? Like, I'm like, I buy all, literally all my athletic wear is Nike. I don't wear any other brand, maybe a bit of Lululemon, but Nike. I'm like, please, like, I'm just, I want to exchange them. This is, I'm, they're a waste of money if I, otherwise. She's like, hey, what's, what's, uh, when did you buy them? She, I'll try to find the receipt. She can't find the receipt. She's like, I can't help you. There's also no tag on it. Like, you know, the white tag, this was how to wash it, the size mm-hmm. of that stuff. It wasn't on there. And I was like, I didn't pull it off because I have it on my other ones. I'm like, I'm like, I didn't take it off. She's like, well, we can't resell it. So then we can't give you a refund. I was like, well, if it doesn't have a tag, it means you sold it to me. So why can't, like, why, why do I get the short end of the stick? Well, you don't have the receipt or the tags. And there's no white tags. So we can't resell it. I was like, but there was no white tag ever. So technically now you sold me faulty shorts. So can I just switch them? She would not budge. Like, like she stood her ground. And I was like, wow, like, this is poor customer service at Nike. I might have to change my. So she told me, though, she goes, this is a franchise location. If it was, a, like, or a non-corporate owned she goes if it was regular Nike we'd take it back but I can't do that here I was like okay I guess it's not your fault so what would you do so anyways I, we leave I'm with Becca she goes did you tell her the full amount of the purchase because you couldn't find my receipt and I was like no I, I paid half with gift card half with this whatever so I go back and I was like hey wait a second I gave you the wrong amount that's why you couldn't find the receipt you said if you found the, if I had the receipt you would take them even though there's no tag she goes, well, I don't know if I can. And I was like, you literally just said that. You said if I could bring the this receipt This is giving back. me Border Patrol flashbacks, No, bro. honestly. Honestly, that's what it was like. She, I was like, she goes, uh, All okay, over for a pair of $50 shorts. $100 shorts. What? $80, $85 plus tax. For that package, dude, you got to keep them snug. I have seven pairs, but I've, my first pair that I bought, is just, I still have it. I've had it for like four that's years. Crazy. I probably run like 1,000 kilometers in them. They're the best shorts ever. Wow. Um, Shout out Nike. Shout out honestly. Well, depends how the story goes. So <laughs> before we give any shout out. She pulls the she keeps looking for it, looking for it. She prints something off looking at it. I was like, did you find My it? My man's been there for like an hour at she, this point. No, it was like 
Yeah, 15, 20 minutes. So anyways, she pulls the receipt. She goes, what else did you buy? I said, I bought two pairs of running socks, the black, these black ones and white ones. She goes, all right. She goes, you can go change. You can pick something for $80, about $80, and I'll take it back. I was nice. like, okay, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, anyways, I actually got shorts that are kind of like those, a little different. Good for, good for Europe vibe. I didn't buy the same ones because I guess they were fucked up. But uh, more of the story is Nike redeemed themselves, and I'm not dis- um, not ditching them as my Nike. Not, <laughs> Nike, not ditching them as my brand of choice. But it was very very close. I was actually shocked. I'm like, guys, these shorts like burn them. You guys make billions of dollars. Who cares? Just <laughs> burn them. <laughs> never, it was the one at uh, Sherway. Wow, I didn't know. I got to give a shout out to the person. I, I shop I at Outlet name, stores and Outlet stores only. <laughs> yeah. but I shop at the Nike Outlet store and have the best service and I get the yeah, best. Yeah, I love Outlet stores. I honestly like. I was thrifting. I thrift everything. I thrifted this today. Um, it's brand new. Yeah, I was gonna say that's fresh. Yeah, I, uh, like U three and thrift. That's you know that's what that probably what was. Do. There was no tag. They returned it, took it back. No guy ever wore it. That's the one you got. Yeah, it's from Nike. Yeah, <laughs> that thing is like that's the short. My condition of my shorts was like I, didn't, I wore them for like a minute. I put them on. They were uncomfortable. And I brought them out. Like we can't take them. We can't sell them. I was like, what? They're brand new. Anyways, huh? Yeah, I, I was wanted to share that story because I was actually gonna like really be really really appalled. With I did um for time. Long yeah, we're wrapping it up, eh? Oh, uh, sorry. Getting, no, it's okay. no, it's okay. Well, maybe I'll tell this story now so that if it's yeah, uh, we can't end on my boring Nike story. So you no, we'll, we'll, we can cut it if it's no good. But I did scam the Gap. Big <laughs> the time. Gap, eh? Okay, let's hear this. Hit us with how you scam the Gap. First of all, I will, so I get I get that that's where I get my like running stuff for like workout okay. clothes. They got good shit. I don't know. I like, like Sorry, I actually heard Old Navy has decent athletic apparel for like Un- next to nothing. Uniqlo. Yeah, whatever. They're all the same. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um anyway, I bought I bought uh I'm trying to th- even remember the scam. But long story short, I accidentally shrunk the shorts in the dryer and okay. um still managed to return them and just exchange them for bigger shorts. Um, I'm trying to think what the scam was. I just remember I was on a high when I left there. I felt like catch me if you can. Like I, I was wearing them. I walked in. I was like, these are so small. I hate them now. Let me just walk in there and just see if I can just talk wait, shit wait, until I can exchange wearing them. Wearing them? Wearing them. No receipt, no tag. Okay. Damn, that's customer gonna, service. I, that's that's uh, customer now, service. Well, now you make me feel, now you make me feel bad. Yeah, his, his $10, $40 shorts. But I was just like, I forget. I was in... Oh yeah, I was like going to the Apple store and I was just like wearing the shorts that I was I hated now. They were too small and I was like, let me just let me just go talk until something happens. And I just talked to the person behind the counter. I was like, look, these shorts, you know, they're not what I thought. Tags off. Like basically just you. But the difference is, is that I was actually lying because I actually ruined them. <laughs> um, anyway, you can just talk your way into shit. So that's hey. also one of the reasons why I, I was so adamant that I needed to kind of get this win and like actually not the win, but just like make sure that I got like justice was served with these shorts because recently we were in, in New York for a bachelor party and uh, I won't tell the whole story. It's very long, but basically we were at a restaurant. Actually, I'm going to name them because I fucking hate them. Uh, we were at Tao restaurant. Yeah, boy. We were at Tao restaurant and uh, Bad, we had a bad, we had a fun night, but a bad service overall. So we just said, "Hey, like, is there anything you can do, like, to help us out? Get us, bring us to the nightclub, do something." They wouldn't do anything, like, not even not wouldn't do anything. We're telling us that we were wrong, and like that, I that was dumbfounded. I've never heard hospitality mm. people in the hospitality business tell like the customer they're wrong. If we were being assholes, sure, but we, we didn't do anything. We did terrible service, whatever, objectively terrible. And they just stood their ground. They would not budge at all for like we talked to them for like an hour. They wouldn't budge. 
I was actually at the point at the end of it. I was like, I respect this because if these are my employees, like damn, like they're going to bat for the company, so good for them. But that was a big L. Like we, I couldn't like my. We didn't get dessert. We we didn't get dessert. We didn't get anything calm. We got nothing. You can't. We didn't get free coffee. You don't nothing. fuck with dessert. No, Tao Group. Tao, I'm, I'm boycotting Tao. When this when, when our when our podcast when this podcast gets a million million streamers, they're gonna know that it's that, that Tao. I'm gonna say well, hey, that Tao sucks. I'm your guest. It might be now. Let's go. Um, if this goes to a million, I, and everyone hears about Tao and they boycott it. I'll be the happiest man in the world. I will say, I don't want to be responsible for that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, if you need me to play it there, yeah, yeah. Like if I don't know, I, I, I would take dessert. I actually, have good times at Tao. I will course. say, I've had a blast here today. Devastated, I didn't get to sit with Gatsby. Um, Shockley was very good this episode. I mean, he was he was chilling with me before we sat down here. Would have loved. Would have. He's coming over to give me kisses. Would have loved to have had. Um, him yeah, over here. Was, uh, before we wrap up. What's I, next? That, yeah, I, that wasn't to wrap up. I was just. Oh, oh! I thought you. Were I wasn't wrapping up. it up for us. <laughs> no. I just wanted to say that like I'm having a good time, but it'd be better if I was doing what you were doing. Gatsby's my homie. Oh, maybe her. Maybe is he coming over? Let's see. Uh, no, he's going to mom, Danny. Um, Jesse, before we wrap up, yeah. what's that? What's the rest of 2022 look like for you? Uh, new music and a tour. You know, same, same. Uh, bigger, badder, better. Um, that's that's the plan. So, I got two singles out now, all over again, and Happy Lonely Boy. Um, and uh, the third single is coming uh, in weeks. Weeks. Okay, so, so late August. Early maybe. September? Yeah, something like that. I haven't dropped a date yet, um, but I'm pretty excited about it. Um, and uh, the full EP will come out later. And there is, I mean, I've never said this anywhere, but there is a feature on on the uh, project, which I'm oh, pretty exciting. stoked about. Yeah. So there's a little uh, little new little information. Pals podcast exclusive. Pals podcast exclusive. Wow, that is a <laughs> bro. Pals podcast exclusive. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah. So that's that's the plan, and uh, you know, hopefully get on the road with uh, with someone or by myself, and um, just keep uh, pushing the boulder up the mountain. All right. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Well, Jesse, man, thanks for coming oh, on. Guys, this thanks was a blast. so much for having me. If people want to find out more about you, your music, where can they go? How can they find you? My handle for everything is at Jesse Gold Music. J E S S E G O L D Music. And uh, yeah, Spotify, Apple, Tidal, wherever you get your music, Jesse Gold. Um, and I hope you come see me on the road. And uh, I hope you check out my shit and like my TikToks and look at my Instagrams and listen to my music and reach out to me and say what up and, uh, you know, watch the Pals podcast. I lo- That was one of the better, like, wrap-ups, eh? Yeah. Spelled out the name, too. I Media trained, baby. Oh, yeah, I respect it. it. I respect it. it. That was great. And, guys, if you listen to the end of this, we appreciate you. Thank you. Give Jesse a follow. Georgie might be back on Instagram when this comes out, so give him a follow. And other than that, stay tuned until next time. Woo. Cheers. Cheers. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes and every I got alone. No one thing. You're not alright. I'm not alright. Broken, they're out of place. You're not.